Hi, this is Sumedha from newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 6th of July. Today, Madhya Pradesh Chief Minister Shivraj Singh Chauhan met tribal man Dashmat Rawat, who was urinated on by a BJP MLA's aide. The Chief Minister washed Rawat's feet and had breakfast with him at his house. Rawat is a labourer belonging to a tribal community from Madhya Pradesh Siddhi district. A widely circulated video on social media showed Pravesh Shukla urinating on Rawat. News Laundry had learned that Shukla is a representative of Siddhi's BJP MLA Kedarnath Shukla, but the MLA denied the claim. CM Chauhan also apologised to Rawat for the incident and expressed that the video pained him. The CM also applied tilak on his forehead, garlanded him and presented him with gifts. He also planted a sapling at Smart City Park in Bhopal with Rawat. Chauhan called Rawat Sudama, referring to Lord Krishna's poverty-stricken friend, mentioned in Hindu mythology books. The viral video of the incident had sparked a political firestorm in pole-bound Madhya Pradesh. The Congress attacked the BJP, alleging that the accused in the matter, Parvesh Shukla, was a BJP leader, though the BJP distanced itself from Shukla and denied the claims. On Tuesday, Madhya Pradesh police arrested Shukla and booked him under SCST Prevention of Atrocities Act and the National Security Act. Listeners, a video has been circulating on social media in which a man was caught on camera urinating on a tribal worker. The video was widely circulated on social media last week but was shot one year ago. The villager who first shared the video on social media has claimed that he is now receiving threats. My colleagues Pratik Goyal and Avdesh Kumar investigated the matter. So go to newslaundry.com and do read their report titled BJP MLA's AIDS Urinates on Tribal Worker Victim pressure to blame person who shared video. We have been able to bring you such reports because we are funded by you and not by corporations or the government. Your support is all we ask for. If you aren't already a News Laundry subscriber, become one today. Subscribe to NewsLaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only three hundred rupees per month. Today, India signed an agreement with Tanzania to set up its first IIT branch abroad in Tanzania. The Indian Express reported the IIT Tanzania campus is expected to open in October this year. In its first batch, it will enroll 50 undergraduate and 20 master students. India's Ministry of External Affairs said IIT Madras will have the last word on the academic programs, curriculum, and student selection criteria to be followed at India's premier institute's Tanzania branch. The institute's capital and operating expenditure will be met by the government of Zanzibar, Tanzania. Students graduating from the IIT Tanzania campus will be awarded IIT Madras degrees. External Affairs Minister of India Dr S Jay Shankar thanked President of Zanzibar Dr Hussain Ali for being present during the MOU signing. He also said that it reflects India's commitment to the global south. Education Minister Dharmendra Pradhan tweeted and I quote The initiative is an embodiment of PM Narendra Modi's commitment to strengthen south south cooperation as well as forge stronger people to people ties with Africa unquote Opposition members walked out of a parliamentary panel meeting after their demand for a discussion on the ongoing situation in Manipur was not met The Indian Express reported Among those who walked out were Congress leaders Digvijay Singh and Pradeep Bhattacharya and Trinamool Congress Derek O'Brien. This happened during a meeting of the Parliamentary Standing Committee on Home Affairs. The committee had met to hear the views of the state governments of Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu and Telangana on prison conditions, infrastructure and reforms. Since 3rd of May, 
Manipur has been witnessing ethnic clashes following protests against Meti community's demand for scheduled tribe status. So far, over 100 people have died in the violence. Today, at about 3:40 p.m., an unidentified gunman shot dead a woman outside a school in Manipur's Imphal West district. The incident occurred a day after schools began holding classes for students of class 1 to 8 in the state after two months. The opposition parties have been calling out the ruling Bharatiya Janata Party government over its failure to stop the ethnic violence continuing in the state. UK Foreign Secretary James Cleverly has strongly condemned any direct attacks on the Indian High Commission in London. The Indian Express reported, Cleverly tweeted and I quote, any direct attacks on the Indian High Commission in London are completely unacceptable. We have made clear to adderate V Dorai Swami and the government of India that the safety of staff at the High Commission is paramount. Unquote. His comments come after threat posters emerged online with images of Indian High Commissioner to the UK Vikram Dorai Swami and Dr Shashank Vikram, the Consul General of India in Birmingham. In March, Khalistani extremists targeted the High Commission building in London by pulling down the Indian tricolour and smashing the commission's windows. Following the incident, India strongly protested against the British government over the safety of its diplomatic mission and questioned the lack of sufficient security on the premises. In a separate incident in Canada, Kill India posters sparked a row following which India issued summons to the Canadian High Commissioner on 4th of July. The poster was released by pro-Khalistan leaders who invited people to a Khalistan Freedom Rally in Canada to be held on 8th of July. Meanwhile, in the US, Khalistan supporters reportedly attacked the Indian consulate in San Francisco. The supporters tried to set the consulate on fire. This was the second such incident in the US within months. The US government has condemned the incident and termed it as a criminal offense. China reported 239 deaths from COVID-19 in June this year. It is a significant uptick in months after it lifted most containment measures. The Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention had reported 164 deaths in May and none at all in April and March. Chinese health officials didn't say whether they expect the trend to continue or if they would recommend that preventive measures be restored. Between 3rd of January 2020 and 5th of July 2023, China has reported over 9 crore confirmed cases of COVID-19 and around 1,21,000 deaths. as per the data provided by the country to the World Health Organization. China lifted its COVID-related containment measures in December last year, but with little preparation. A surge in cases in the following months led to the death of about 60,000 people. This year, the deaths peak in January and February. The incidence of COVID-19 deaths in the country had gradually declined to zero on 23rd of February. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or good night depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow. News laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com/subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest news laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts. Read our reports. Stay informed. Pay for news. Protect democracy. Save the world.